Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. Um, so I'm sure as you have figured, this month has been declared our month of supernatural. Let me tell your neighbor, in case your neighbor does not know, that this month is your month of supernatural delight. And the theme scripture is Psalm 37, verses 4. I would read the New King James and then read the TPT and maybe the message. It says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. TPT says, find your delight and true pleasure in Yahweh and he will give you what you delight the most. Find your pleasure in Yahweh. Message translation says, keep company with God. I love it. Tell your neighbor, say, keep company with God. Not with Netflix. Tell them not with Netflix. Not with soccer. I'll be football. Tell, uh, you people cannot even say that one. Tell them, tell them, not with soccer. Or football. Not with season was end. Even what it had ended. Season in season and out of season. Not with Z World. It's only the women that are saying that one. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you shouldn't do every other thing that you need to do, but as you do those things, it says keep company with God get in on the best. When you keep company with God, you get in on the very best. I pray that God will give you the desire to keep company with him this month in Jesus' name. How many people wish they were the one that were eating the pomo? Me too. Like, I'm, I'm feeling you guys. Yo, the, the pomo did not finish. Can you make it available? Where is Chef? Chef? Where is the remaining pomo? Ah, ah. In other words, join TLB. You want to be eating Pomo Alata, join TLB. It's like their department are the Pomo departments. <laughs> it's World Wednesday that made Pomo. Yeah, it's in collaboration with TLB, Abi. So join one of them. When you join one of them, you eat Pomo. If your goal is Pomo, don't go to Connect or they don't have Pomo there. No, it's that's if your goal is. Maybe, they, maybe this will make them make Pomo available next week. They'll just give all of us Ampa to go home. But for this service, don't join. They don't have. Which department should you join? Why do you have common in your department? <laughs> you have what? Uh, they say they have turkey. I like their department. They have turkey in their department. If they come now, well, I believe they have turkey. They have capable turkey makers. So they might even take you to Ibile to buy the turkey. As long as you eat the turkey, that's what is important, right? Amen. So tell your neighbor you are salt. Okay, let's go into the scripture. Ah, you know when I say you should tell your neighbor you are salt? You have to watch the things that you listen to. The thing that came to my head is that, oh, talenu. that's the only part I know. I don't know any other part of that song. I don't even know if it's a song, but... God, the things that you open your ears to. Is it a song? 
strange thing is a slang. It's hype. Oh, some people that used to say they, after they are playing Gaga, said, you know, I don't know the only part. It's just I know that. Whatever it means. Well, I guess, I guess it means it influences your taste board, but yeah, you get it. Okay, so let's open our Bibles to Matthew 5. I believe that's the theme scripture for today. Matthew 5. Uh, Matthew 5. You know, we don't like to read scriptures in isolation, right? So, I need to back up a little bit. I ask you to back up a little bit to get a better understanding of what the scripture is saying. So, if you back up. Matthew 5 verses 13 says, let me tell you why you are here. I'm reading the message translations. I'm going to be wondering that, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? No, because almost everybody knows the New King James, and I'm sure they're showing it on the screen, so um, I won't read that. You can read it on the screen for yourself. Message translation says, let me tell you why you are here. Just before Jesus decided to tell us why we are here, he spoke about the beatitude. Those that are this, those that are that. And then he says, let me tell you why you're here. More or less saying that it was defining purpose for every kingdom citizen on earth. If I tell you, why is this mic here? To amplify my voice. It means that the purpose of the mic is to amplify. So if Jesus says, let me tell you why you are here. He's saying, let me define purpose for you. So when we read the scripture, what we are reading is Jesus' take on kingdom citizen purpose. So for every believer, for every child of God, yeah, so don't go and be saying, I don't know my purpose. You have it. Tell your neighbor, you have it. You see, this is general purpose. It cannot be cascaded down into minute day-to-day details. But this is the general purpose for every believer. So help me tell your neighbor again, don't go looking for your purpose. Jesus has already defined it. So now let's look at his definition. It says you are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. It feels like a Selah moment so that you can think about it. Because the English is plenty, Abby. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors out of this earth. You know, when I read this and I thought, okay, so we are here to bring out God's flavor out of this earth by being salt seasoning, right? And I said to look, okay, so what's the, what does the salt do? There are over 14,000 uses for salt. Now, because people give me 30 minutes, obviously, I can't read through 14,000 in 30 minutes. So tell your neighbor, go do your research. But I'm going to just point out maybe two or three of them. And, I, and the first one is, I think, um, I can't remember, one of the persons speaking earlier kind of alluded to it. Salt preserves from decay or corruption. So if you buy meat, you put salt. If you're not going to cut it immediately and you're not putting it in the freezer, you put salt so that it won't spoil. Hey, I really need to ask a question. People that preserve Titus fish, how do you put it in the freezer? I don't used to spoil. Even in deep freezer, you will just come and see that it is looking brown. If it's not the ice, constant light freezer, you have not saved it. I have stored it. Maybe it's stored for too long. Anyways, that side note. 
Maybe I should put salt inside now to stay. So salt preserves from corruption. You put salt on something, tendencies are it won't go bad. Another thing that salt does is that salt is medicinal. Quite a number of herbs have salt in it. If you do a lot of DIY, right? Um, if, if you are frying and oil pours on you, you know if you leave it without doing anything, it will swell and have pores inside. But if that oil pours on you, just carry salt and rub it on it. It will hurt you, but after that, the thing will just dry up. You will never remember it again. Ak 101. Another you are frying plantain, and as you are about to put it in your mouth, you just need no worry. Just rub salt, and you'll be fine. Salt is medicinal. It's used in a lot of medicine for healing. Have you ever seen someone that is purging? Um, you can't seem to keep food down. You're stooling, you're purging. They'll tell you to take ORS. Nurse, ORS, Abby. ORS is salt water solution. And that will restore the balance in your body. One thing I found interesting about salt being medicinal is that salt in itself does not heal. So Jesus is not expecting you to heal the world. Another use of salt. Salt enhances the flavor and adds taste to anything. Well, when I thought about that, I wrote in my notes, except fruit salad. Inside fruit salad, I will not eat it with Yusha. It's the lioness in there, Marie. But like, I just thought about saying, like, ah, fruit, nah, nah, nah. Let's move on. Salt, we're talking about salt, not general food. Finn is saying what is hungry, what's hungry. It enhances the flavor and the taste of anything. And you know, as I was thinking about it, I remember, okay, now I'll not give you this juice. Let's focus on the word of God. Salt enhances flavor and taste of anything that you put it to. So Jesus says, You are the salt of the world. The remaining 13,000 and something, your neighbor, go and do your research and find it out by yourself. So when I thought about all of these things, I concluded that one of the major purpose of a salt is to influence anything it comes in contact with. True or false? Someone alluded rightly to the fact that salt alone by itself, is not, you won't sit down and be eating salt alone. Something must be fundamentally wrong. But pregnant women been doing the most, so... You just never can tell where the hormones would tilt to. But even if you try it, at a point, doctors will tell you that there'll be a problem. Because when you take salt for too long, then you become really dehydrated. So salt by itself wouldn't do much. So for salt to be effective, it has to be in the process of influencing something or changing the value of something. So I went to check what the meaning of influence is. So what is influence? Influence is the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something. So when Jesus says you are the salt of the earth, and the major role of the salt is to influence, which means to have an effect on the character, 
the development and the behavior of the world. It means that we are here to set the standard for the world. But then I started to think to myself, okay, if we are to influence and affect the behavior and the character of the world, why did the next verse that I did not read earlier then says, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You see, salt is useless until it's experienced. Salt is useless until it is experienced. When you taste salt in something, then you can say, oh, this is nice. Another thing I found out about salt, aside from the fact that it's essentially useful when it's experienced, is that salt is never out of relevance. Whether you put salt, you mix it with water, like misi, and amisan, uh, sorry, and put it on the fire before you start cooking, as long as you don't add more. Or, you put it in the middle of the cooking. Or, who is the last person that puts it at the end of the cooking? Uh-huh. Or, you put it at the end of the cooking. You will achieve the same result. As long as it's in moderation. That tells you, salt is never out of relevance. So Jesus is saying, whether you shine now, or whether you shine in two years, you are never out of relevance. The problem is, you are too fixated on the person that is shining now. You don't realize that if you will just focus on your saltiness, your time of revelation is coming. Salt can never be out of relevance. Salt is experienced. Salt can never be out of relevance. But, salt can be abused. Salt can be abused. And oftentimes, you find that we Christians are the ones that kind of abuse salt. Not in food. Salt, when it's in contact with something, and it's the right balance, will be about just right. But when you put too much of salt into something, a lot of people are running away from Christendom because we are putting too much. And sometimes most of that too much does not come out from the place of love. That's the weird fact. When you put too much salt in something, you are most likely, your mind is more fixated on the fact that it's not enough. You are most likely more fixated on the fact that people will eat it and say it's not sweet. You are not focusing on just cooking. You are more third-party conscious that you overpower what you are doing. If all you are focusing on is, I'm just making it good. Tendencies are you are tasting every moment. You are following what you feel. Most likely, it's going to come out right. You are beginning to say, ah, this is my first time cooking. I have to impress everybody. Uh, okay, but let me give you ak. If this is your first time cooking, let me give you ak. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you cook. The food will be sweet. I remember the one time I was, the first time I was ever going to make amala. 
You know, Amala is the wrong food to start to test your cooking abilities with. So, I went to my sister's place and she traveled. I was in secondary school. She traveled and felt that I was big enough for her to leave her family in my care. So I cooked the stew. I was even good with salt. I cooked the stew. The stew was good. And the ewedu was good. And I said, what do people want to eat? When me, I'm already a champion in Eba. Just boil the water, pour it, put gari, otilo. They now say they want to do amala. They want to eat amala. I was not thinking amala. I'm like, okay, should be about the same size. You pour water, boil the gari. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the last day my sister saw that pot. I'm glad she did not ask me for it after. The cocoa was cocoa At the pot, at the cocoa, because I will not call it a dubo, and the cocoa, I trash everything. Interesting fact, they still ate Amala that night. <laughs> no, not the cocoa one. Actually, what you said is the right thing. So I went back, and I said, but I have an helper. So I boiled the water. And I said, this one, you know that one is my name. I used to cook it. This one, we cook it together. Because I was the auntie of the house. I would like go and tell little children. You know children don't have chills. I would go and tell little children, that sorry, you can't eat Amala. Ah, when they ate it by yesterday. That sorry, you will eat it by again. I will never hear the last of it. I'm still wearing my favorite auntie badge. And I don't want to lose my jersey. So I went back and I said, Holy Spirit, help me. You know, help me. So now to calm down. What I used to see my mother do said, then she would put the water, then put it down, then dry it very well, then put water, then put it back on the fire, then cover it, then cook, then bring it down, then dry it again. Ah, I said, thank you, thank you. So I did it, and ladies and gentlemen, they ate Amala. They didn't have a choice. My, aunt, my sister was still three weeks away to coming back, so I mean, we had to improvise. But salt, I said that to say salt, Abby. I said to give you one juice, since I will tell the other one. Salt can can be abused when you put too much. And oftentimes when you put too much, you're focusing on others. So it says, if you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You have lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here, you know, God was using, Jesus was using a metaphor to allude us to salt, right? It says, when you lose your saltiness, because salt is experienced, because salt in isolation does not profit anyone, so you have to interact with others for people to experience that saltiness. But the process of interacting with others can contaminate your saltiness. So as I was preparing, God said, so I was asking God as I was preparing, I said, so how do we not lose our saltiness and not become trampled? He says you maintain contact without contamination. You have to have contact for salt to be relevant. But you have to be able to maintain that contact without being contaminated. So I said to think, okay, I need a scriptural example. Do you know why you have to do that? Because the process of contamination is slow and oftentimes unnoticed. So why do you have to maintain contact? And the reason I said, you know, Christians are the ones that do the most with salt is that we don't want to maintain contact. Because if I see you with somebody that is maybe a direct one like my sister, I'll say they are unbelievers. I've judged them. Very judgmental. We look people, and the Bible says that know ye no man after the flesh. 
But some are Christians are the ones that size everyone up by the flesh. We look at someone, the way they dress, the way they've woven their hair, the way their trousers is tight, and you just conclude like you are the one that made them. Jesus is saying you are salt, but people have to experience you. You have to maintain contact. But if you maintain contact and don't prevent contamination, you are back to square one. Please open your Bibles with me to Matthew 11. Let's look at an example of someone that had contact without contamination. Matthew 11 verses 19. Now this scripture I'm about to read is the scripture that people that want to misbehave use as their anchor scripture. It says, the son of man came to drink, oh, sorry, the son of man came eating. Who is the son of man? Say it louder so that people that did not know before can know it. The son of man here is Jesus and it's Jesus that was talking. It says, the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look, a gluten and a wine bieber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is justified by her. So Jesus came and was more or less mixing with the world, Abby. But then, open your Bibles also with me to Hebrews 7. Hebrews 7 verses 26. It says, for such a high priest, who is the high priest here? Jesus. Was fitting for us. Who is holy? Who is what? Holy, harmless, and undefiled. Separate from and has become higher than the heaven. Now, now, now. Is this not an oxymoron? No, think about it. In Matthew, he said that he was eating with them. He was drinking with them. And then Paul came to say, the same person that was eating and drinking with them was holy and separate. Wow. holy and separate yet he was drinking with them so the problem is not with your company the problem is with influence because the purpose of salt is to influence now when influence become influenced that's where there is a problem the problem is not the contact the problem is that influence itself is now influenced. And that's how you lose your saltiness. I wanted to do a demonstration. Please let me bring the bottle, a bottle. I said to stand up here so that everyone can see it. Um, yeah. Please help me. Okay, so for purpose of demonstration, this is just a cup that they just, she just cut it. I'm not the one that cut it, she, she cut it. Ah. And this is just salt. Right? It's just not, it's plenty of it. I'm not putting it in the pomoda that people are about to eat. That's why there can be a problem now. Ah, so, the remaining, ah, the leftover, you have eaten it. We're going to share communion after the service now. After we've taken the blood and the body of Jesus. 
That one, if you take it one one, at least one quarter of us should be able to have one. Abi, maybe we'll start with the pastorate first. <laughs> so if you want to be, Bumi, are you a pastor? Hallelujah. When it comes to Komo, Abi, when you preach next week Sunday, so this is salt, and let's say this is the world. Without contact, what's the purpose of it? Does it affect anything? So we have successfully isolated salt from the world. Does it make any, does anything happen? This is more or less useless because there's no problem, right? But then when you mix, when you mix, which one? No, it won't sleep. My book is holding it. Don't worry, I got it. But when you mix the salt in water, maybe, let's see. You see? This, can I have the tree? Can I have that tree? Maybe I should even use blessing as the experiment. Let her come and be tasting our experiments. Let's put the tray here. Let's, okay, people will see me on the floor. Please, can we have that stool? So that she will be the experiment. Blessing, walk faster like a blessing. Ah, okay, Nazario, come and taste. You are his word Wednesday. So people don't like you, they're saying yes at the back. See, God just saved you. Put the tray down. Yeah. Nazario will be my... Where is Nazario? Oh, ah. Nazario used to listen to the word of God in comfort. He would remove shoes, remove shirts, just so that the word can enter everywhere. He's entering his ears, entering his body, entering his leg, everywhere, so that the word can profit him. Please let me celebrate someone that is listening to the word of God with every part of his body. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is salt. Is that not the first lesson? Salt must be in moderation. Uh, so please taste the salt water. You can use your finger, but use your. Don't finish it, or just taste it. Wait. Ah, ah, calm down. It's not your salt now. How does it taste? Salty. Too salty or just okay? Too salty. Too salty. Okay, so let's, let's still add. Let's add. Okay. You can spill some soda. Yeah. I'm, I'm suspecting Nazareth's salt taste bottle. But, no, but follow, follow. What is happening is instructive. Follow. Don't be distracted. I need another bottle of water. Is influence we're working on? Just stay. Now, this is the world, supposedly. That was salt. Now, 
by the metrics of my tester, we assume that is the Holy Spirit. We have gotten this salt to the place that is just right. Right for the salt that is inside, right for the world to also enjoy. Now the problem is, the world is very addictive. And without knowing that the Holy Spirit is saying is just right, here's what we do. We continue to enjoy influence. Why? We did hear the Holy Spirit tell us that that salt was just right. So, because I was enjoying as I was pouring the water. And the water is actually looking good in the cup, isn't it? So, I keep pouring. And keep pouring. And allow the water to keep pouring. And you know the interesting thing is that if I pour it at once, it will make a mess. Everybody will jump back. It will be alert. So the devil is smart. It will make a mess. So they invite you. Oh, let's hang out on Friday. We are just hanging out. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, it's okay. You can go with them. And then you go. The church will judge you. But if you go with him, he can say, I want you to be that light in that darkness. But then you go and the first day you say, oh, can I have sprites on rocks? And they say, ah, it's bright. It's white. All of us are drinking. You're white and my white is white. It's the spirit. And you know, they, as I was preparing, I thought about it. The spelling is, sim- is similar. Spirit and sprite. It's spirit that enter them. Holy Spirit too is what? Spirit. So when you are drinking, whether the spirit or the sprite, shall be sure that the spirit that is behind your spirit. So they come and say, oh, then you take sprite. They tell you that, ah, oh, just have a taste. Have a taste. And then you have, and you say, okay, just one glass. Don't worry, you won't get drunk. You will just feel just all right. And then you have a glass and like, mm, ah, this glass is bad, oh. Oh, they're nice, oh. And these bellies, oh, they're sweet, oh. Oh, they're creamy, oh. Don't worry, I know them, but I don't drink them. And all they will come and say, oh, do this. Change one zero. Oh, do this. Very subtle because if they come all at once, your guards will go up. So very sort of like, okay, okay, not bad. And then you go the next time, and then you take two glasses. And they say, see that girl, she has been looking at you, she likes you. Eh, a fine boy, fine girl. But she's not a Christian, but you cannot hear the Holy Spirit telling you enough salt, enough salt, enough water, enough mixing. You have been contacted, you have had enough contact. You don't hear him anymore. And you keep mixing, and mixing, and mixing, and mixing. Because after all, nobody is stopping you. Now Nazario tastes the water. Ladies and gentlemen, salt has suddenly lost its saltiness. Scripture says, when salt gets to this stage, men, I want you to get this and I'm praying you get it. It did not say God. Pay attention to scriptures. When scripture gets, when salt gets to this state that it has lost its influence, scripture says that men will trample upon it. He did not say God. Do you know why? The first one of the first things I told you about salt is that salt never loses its relevance. I then discover that even at this state, there is a process by which you can get out the salt from the water. I've come to speak to people that have lost their saltiness this morning. There is a state Thank you very much. God bless you. That was the. I don't have fire here because I don't want a fire alarm to go off. There is a state that salt that has lost its influence can be restored. 
that process of restoration is called distillation or evaporation. What does distillation or evaporation? You know, as I was researching, I was very excited. I saw something very exciting about this evaporation and distillation. So I'm going to read it out exactly as it is. Men will trample upon the salt, but not God. Distillation is, these science, science students, you can confirm it. It says you can boil or evaporate the water and the salt will be left behind as solid. If you want, the, if you want to collect the water, you can use distillation. This works because salt has a higher boiling point than water. One way to separate salt and water at home is to boil the salt water in a pot with a lid. Offset the lid slightly so that the water that condenses on the side of the lid will run out the side to be collected in a separate container. Congratulations, you have just made distilled water. Then all the water, when all the water has boiled off, the salt will remain at the bottom. So if salt ever gets contaminated or loses its saltiness, the process to restore it back to its original state of salt is to expose it to fire. Please open your Bibles with me to Hebrews. Hebrews 12, verse 29. Hebrews 12, verse 29. Twenty-nine. Hebrews twelve, verse twenty-nine. Who is the fire? The Bible says that for our God is a consuming fire. You find it reiterated in Deuteronomy four, verse twenty-four. When salt loses its saltiness, you expose it to a God that is a consuming. Hey, my time. Is my time is up. Let me quickly rush in. You expose it to a God that is a consuming fire. So you feel like you have lost your saltiness. You get back into the presence of God. You don't feel like praying. Play worship music in the atmosphere. Pray people that are praying and just saturate, change your atmosphere. That's essentially what it happens. You change the atmosphere of the salt away from the world or the water that it has been exposed to. Then you expose it to fire and allow God condense the salt out of the water. Another way to get salt out of water. Please open your Bibles with me to Jeremiah 22, 23 verse 29. If, you, if your Bible is there, please let's read it quick. Oh my goodness, time. Do not tell me that time was running like this. Oh my God. Holy Spirit. 23, 29 says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, that you expose the salt water to the word of God and the word of God will restore it back to its salty state. You get into the presence of God or you get into the word of God or you mix both of them. Because as a matter of fact, you can get salt back to the state faster if you add more heat. The greater the heat, the faster the salty water restore to just salt. So you get into the presence of God. You get into the word of God and allow the fire of... And if you look all through scriptures, we will find references of God as himself as fire. We find him as fire showing up to Moses in the burning bush. You find him as fire 
when the four Hebrew boys were thrown into fire, he showed up and walked with them in the middle of fire. You find him as cloven tongues of fire on the heads of the disciples in Acts 1 on the days of Pentecost. So God has shown himself to us by scripture that he is a fire. A fire that can dry up every contamination and every water of the world and allow us restore, be restored to our state of saltiness. So 2 Corinthians 2 verses 16. Okay, before 2 Corinthians 2 verses 16, Matthew 3 verses 11, you find um, Jesus responding to John and saying, that Jesus, John saying, that though I baptize you with water, but there is one coming greater than me, he will baptize you with only with two things. What are they? Hey, people are not reading their Bible. Matthew 3 11, he will baptize you with what? The Holy Spirit and what? Shout it loud. The Holy Spirit and? So if you're losing your saltiness, tell your neighbor, get back in the... If you want to maintain your saltiness, get into... Remember, that fire is not hell fire. It's not word fire. It's not hell fire. It's God fire. It's the word of God. I round off with 2 Corinthians six seventeen because my time is up. So, ensure that you maintain contact, but don't get contaminated. You can have friends, but ensure that you are the standard. You are not being influenced. You are influencing them. Love them. Speak the truth in love. Pray for them. Be committed to their growth. But ensure that your fire does not get executed. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. The world would trample on you when you lose your saltiness. But the Lord says, I will receive you. But it's your responsibility to come out from among them. How do you come out from among them? Get into the presence of God. Get into the word of God. And allow the fire of the word of God to restore us. Father, we expose ourselves to you today. With all less bowed. Only you know how much you have been diluted. And how much that dilution has made you lose your saltiness. You know. So don't look at your neighbor. I just want every head bowed and you talk to God. You know how... Remember how we were pouring the water. The salt did not get lost at once. It took a gradual process. So you know how much of the world has gotten into you and how much dilution has taken place. So I want you to open up yourself to the fire of God this morning and say, Holy Spirit, purge me. Holy Spirit, ignite me. Burn out everything that is not of you in me. Burn it out, burn it out. You expose yourself. The psalmist says that. That's why David, um, yeah, David will say, I would rather fall into the hands of God than into the hands of man. So you expose yourself to God this morning and ask God to burn through you. Ask him to, to burn off anything that is not of him. In the name of Jesus, ask God to burn off anything that is not of him. In the name of Jesus, ask God to burn off anything that is not of him. In the name, you speak to God, speak to God. Speak to God, just you and him. All is bad, don't look at anyone. I'm not going to ask you to come out. I want us all to just expose ourselves to God this morning and ask him to ignite us, to light us up, to burn that which needs to be burnt off and restore us to being the salt of the world that he has made us in the name of Jesus. Walk through me, pierce through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me Till I see like you see 
Walk through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Walk through me, God. Bless through me. Walk through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Yes, true me, God. Yes, true me. Walk through me, open me up. Do your surgical work in me till I see like you see. Don't hold anything back. Just open up yourself and ask God to refine you. Open up yourself to God. Ask Him to refine you. Ask Him to receive every, remove every and anything that is not of Him. Anything that is injuring your saltiness. Just expose yourself to God this morning. Ask Him to burn it up.
ourselves to you and we ask that you make us more like you take away every desire and affection that doesn't glorify you help us to hear you help us to walk according to your leading help us to influence and not be influenced we open ourselves up to your searchlight God remove anything that is not like you. Remove any desire that does not glorify Jesus. Remove any appetite that does not glorify Jesus. Remove any relationship that does not glorify Jesus. Remove everything, anything that does not glorify Jesus. Father, we give you permission to remove this morning. We open ourselves up to you. intentionally so you can fellowship with him so don't look at me don't be distracted I'm not the one that can restore your saltiness remember it's the consuming fire I'm not a consuming fire I don't have that ability I might want to help you but I cannot even I am exposing myself to him and asking his fire to ignite me to burn in me so I'm intentionally keeping quiet so that you can commune with the consuming fire himself hiding anything. We are not hiding any sin. We are not hiding any desire. We are not hiding any character. We are not hiding any attitude. We are not hiding any habits this morning. We are exposing everything to the such light of God. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We give you all the glory. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, we have Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.